the epistle is taken from Romans chapter 15, reading from verse 4, and can be found on page 1097. So chapter 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. If you are able, please stand for the gospel. We're reading from Matthew chapter 3, beginning at the first verse, page 915. John the Baptist prepares the way. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt round his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax has been laid to the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit 
will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the word of the Lord. Let's go to God. Morning, let's pray. Father, just you are God. Open our hearts before you this morning, Lord, that we may know that intimate touch of your presence within us, that we may hear your word for each one of us as the individuals that we are. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. I think I might have said this once before. Um, some years back at Advent, I wasn't a Christian um, and I went to hear God's spell in London that had David Essex. That was amazing, actually. And I hadn't been brought up through Sunday school or anything else. But what happened was the auditorium was blackened out. And the ram's horn sounded at the back of the auditorium. And this amazing voice sang out, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And it was like, oh, what? is that it was just so splendid to hear this noise coming out of the background in the dark well this Jesus was was coming and John the baptizer is preparing the way and he's crying out in the wilderness and it must have had that sense of awe and wonder that there he was crying out in the wilderness he baptized people who were coming from all over the realm they were feeling their need to repent and to hear the call of this prophet. Baptism was the sign of repentance and our own baptism, whenever that happened for us, is also a sign of repentance and faith in the finished work of Jesus. Now John is declaring that Jesus is the significant one that he is preparing the way for this significant one. And in Isaiah 40, verse 3, we read the words quoted in Matthew chapter 3, which is what we've looked at this morning, verse 3, when John the Baptist declares who he is, who Jesus is. Now, in Isaiah 40, um, we hear that he is the one preparing the way for the Lord. This is the one that it was written about. John the Baptist is the one declaring, preparing the way of the Lord. And the prophets that have gone before him are writing those words. Now this scripture would have been well known by the religious leaders of the day, as well as the ordinary people who followed the law and the prophets. They knew the scriptures that prophesied the coming of the one who would save them and change everything. This was the hope that they had carried with them. 
either by way of oral tradition or by way of theological learning. The root of Jesse promised them that one would come and that there would be a forerunner. The forerunner was John the Baptist. And in our reading today, we see John declaring why he is in the desert baptizing. He declares that this is in fulfillment of the scriptures and prophetic declaration. Next week, we'll celebrate John on the third Sunday of Advent. And I'm going to leave that to Donald, who doesn't seem to know who's preaching next week, but you are, are you, Donald? (laughs) To magnify that. Um, But I will say that Jesus himself declared John the Baptist to be the greatest of the prophets. Isaiah chapter 40 gives a wonderful insight into God's love for us and his desire to comfort his people. He longs for his people who've been in exile to be comforted. And in the preceding passage, Isaiah is prophesying deliverance for God's people. He declares there will be a return from their self-imposed exile. They hadn't followed the ways of God. This passage promises the most amazing love reassurance from the Lord to his people. God calls his prophet to speak words of comfort that her warfare is ended, her sins have been pardoned, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. And next we have this second Sunday of Advent declaration in Isaiah 40. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places made smooth. What words of comfort. These words Isaiah speaks spin their way down the ages like a cosmic happening. If we would just let these words entrench their truth within us. This is a time, Advent is a time for preparation for the coming of the Lord in the incarnation. And ours is a time for preparation for the second coming of the Lord. He will come again as Lord and King. It was wonderful just to sense uh, your longing for that as you raised your hands singing the two songs that we've already sung this morning. There was just a sense of that longing among you, and I could feel that too. Our God, who made himself flesh, who entered the womb of a young woman, coming among us as a child and growing up in a village in Nazareth, the prophets said it would happen, and now John declares it has come to pass. Now is the moment. He is here. Can you not perceive it? The time has come. And John declares the long-awaited truth. Messiah is present. Repent. Say you are sorry and show it by being baptized, declares John. Baptism was specifically a sign of willingness to turn away from the old ways, to get ready This is also our Advent call. Get ready. Turn away from your old ways. 
The people of Israel had had 400 years of silence, a time when God had not spoken through the prophets. Each had turned to their own ways, so God remained silent. Then when the time had fully come, God sent his son. The trade lines were open. The timing was perfect, meaning the gospel could go out into all the world. And Gentiles would also be able to hear about the God who loves them. For salvation had come not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that the people of the world would not perish, but receive the free gift of eternal life. Words of comfort indeed. Advent is our time to prepare ourselves. And in Anglican church tradition, Advent is the season for the colour purple, which signifies repentance, stillness, taking stock of ourselves before him, thinking about relationship with him, and drawing closer. It's a wonderful opportunity to allow his spirit to work within us, shining his light, revealing how we can be more like him. Advent has the potential to be a time of awe and wonder as we reflect on the scriptures, meditating on the coming of the wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. John the Baptist is the voice in the wilderness shouting, preparing the way of the Lord, making crooked places straight. Reflecting on God during Advent will bring us to the place where we suddenly come into alignment with God's heart's desire for us. So that just like John the Baptist and the great tradition of the prophets, we can understand the truth that we are also called to be witnesses, that we are his forerunners, called to declare his love to all of those that he longs for. His longing is to become our longing, that we are witnesses and telling our stories mean that we will all hear of his love and of his coming again in glory. We prepare for his second coming. Paulette said last week that only the Father knows that time and date, but that we are a lot nearer now to that event than when it was first said. Be ready. Get ready. Declare to all that there is a God of hope who loves all that he has made. God longs for our neighbours to find their true identities to find meaning and peace in his son and in his death and resurrection. We are his people present in the power of his spirit in our world today. We are alongside all of those witnesses around the world from other tribes and nations. We are witnesses and some of us are his prophets too. As we see children and teenagers finding it difficult to find identity in life, some living in fragmented families and some sadly in quite large numbers living in homelessness because of the lack of affordable housing. Hearing from shelter this week was heartbreaking. 
seeing a report of just how one small child was living in one room and had been there for over two years. No freedom to play or to be a free child. Feel the heart of God that calls us not to stop the children coming to him, not to cause them to stumble or to doubt or to fear. With the call on our lives to become carers of our world and of our future generations, we can know that there is one who longs for us to call upon him, to bring change and hope again to so many who have lost hope. Prayer changes things. Reflecting on the heart of God, praying in accordance with his plan for all to come to know his love. Advent and Christmas season is about inspiring hope. We are not without hope. We can commit to prayer that our new children's and families' worker will be blessed. This will continue to be a vital part of our life and mission as a church. And what about the homeless people on our streets? Neil was saying to me last week that there's such an increase in numbers, even here in Whitstable. Pray for the haven and for our street pastors as they reach out with the love of Jesus. And ask ourselves, what is my part? What is God's heart of compassion saying to me? Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. Every crooked way shall be made straight. And what about us? Are you struggling right now with loneliness, doubt, fear, or sorrow? Health changes, relationship difficulties, maybe even financial difficulties. Remember the God of comfort wants to give. He wants to give comfort. And Advent is a season for reflection and for change. God is a God of love and hope. He can do anything. For him, nothing is impossible. The passage in Romans gives us such hope that with the Holy Spirit, God's comforter, God can and will comfort us. Did you know that you are unique and special in his sight? And so special that Jesus came for you. He is coming again for you and me. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. There is the writing about the Gentiles coming in and Jesus rising to reign over the Gentiles. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus Christ, light of the world, the prophets said you would bring peace and save your people in trouble. As we prepare ourselves for your coming, give peace in our hearts at Christmas tide, and show all the world God's love. Amen.